Hello and welcome to the Matt Belair podcast. As an explorer of the mind and world, author and coach, I have spent a lifetime learning how to push my limits and achieve my highest potential. My mission is to bring you the most inspiring, conscious, and empowering teachers, leaders, and thinkers on the planet. To bring you stories, lessons, and messages that will help you master your mind, body, and spirit. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hey, 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 what's going on, Earth family? Welcome to part two with Jiro Taylor. I know you're going to love the second part of this because we go deeper down the rabbit hole on flow state, spirituality, consciousness, all kinds of things we touch on. You know, I really enjoy Jiro because he's very similar to me where he's going out and he's exploring his own consciousness in his own way. And he's also seeking out the teachers that he sees are valuable and wants to learn from. He puts himself in those environments. He does the practices. He does the training. He does the work. And then he sees how that works for him. So he's really knowledgeable, insightful, and humble. I know you're going to love part two. Um, I just want to thank you guys out there who are taking the time and effort to leave a, a podcast review. Um, there's a really nice one uh, by Suze Powell from USA. Um, she said, I was introduced to Matt's podcast six months ago by a friend. At first, I was taken aback by the amazing content and elite interviews as I dove deeper this podcast has become my go-to place when I want to get back to center. And now I have incorporated Matt's content as my daily morning routine right after my meditation, affirmation, visualization exercises. I admire his points of view as well as his ability to provide us with the best thought leaders on crucial topics. I'm thankful to him for living up to his purpose and for inviting us to do the same. Namaste. Thanks so much, Suze Pal. I appreciate that. And if you guys have been listening to the show and want to support, uh, it's super helpful when you leave a review and it's super helpful when you share it. That's really, honestly, the only thing right now that uh, gets the word out there. So it's growing in incrementally. And if you listen to the podcast, you realize I've been putting out four or five a week and I try to put out one every day if I have the time, but life kind of gets in the way. So I'm doing my best for that. Um, so lots and lots of podcasts to be coming out. I would say three to five a week for the next like two, three months. We'll see how it goes over Christmas. Um, yeah. And if you want to support the show, all you need to do is those things. You could check out mattbelair.com uh, forward slash store. And, uh, you know, I got some really cool stuff over there, like sync tuition, one of my sponsors, which is uh, 3d binaural beats. You've got the, uh, resonance science foundation. They're incredible. So check them out. And, you know, some other cool stuff is coming down the pipe. I'm, I'm reorganizing my 2018 and just kind of taking some time, getting centered, and just seeing what's going to be the most beneficial moving forward. So that's about it. Um, before we get into today's episode, I just want to do, as always, just a little centering breath, a little centering technique with you. And, and this is where I set my intention to send you energy and love and support. And um, so you're getting it through the airwaves, through my intention, and, and that's it. So let's all do it together. So all we need to do to center ourselves, enlightenment's three deep breaths. So just calm yourself, even if you're out in public, just taking a deep breath in through your nose. Imagine source, powerful energy coming in, filling your lungs and filling your being. 
Hold the breath. Just let it out slowly. And now taking another deep breath in through your nose. Just imagine powerful source energy coming in. Supportive, loving, life-giving energy filling every cell and every muscle and every molecule of your being. Connecting you with all that is. And just let it out slowly with all the cares and all the worries and all the stresses of the day. Realizing that you are an eternal being. And that is the mind's programming for survival that creates stress. And just take in one another deep breath in through your nose. Coming to a state of peace and coherence. And I'm just sending you love and peace and energy and balance. Connecting to your heart. And just today, send all that energy to yourself. Giving yourself love and support. Being grateful for yourself and all the things that you've done. Just sending yourself infinite love, infinite forgiveness, infinite support, infinite love. And I'm sending you that energy through the airwaves. Through the energetic multidimensional waves. Through my intention. And you can just open up and receive that from me and from your own breath and from source and from life itself. So there you go. That's it. Thanks for coming on another episode. And let's get into part two with my friend, the man, Jiro Taylor. By my mind, by my ego. Um, and therefore, that empowers me wonderfully to, to, be the, to do the work necessary to unblock the block so that I slip back into the natural flow of an ever-flowing universe. So this is very similar to sort of like Wu Wei, the, the Taoist philosophy of, of there being like this perpetual flow of the universe. But that's, that's the way I see it, man. Brother, beautiful stuff. I, I had to take some notes. I really loved what you said about, um, I kind of wrote it down here, a level of consciousness now, a level of consciousness of purposeful performance and consistent and congruent growth. So added congruent. And um, what I feel like you're speaking on is getting in connection and harmony with nature, natural law, universal law, mm -hmm. cosmic law, natural law, the, the law that says that when there's a three-year-old at four, five, six, they're going to develop these organs, teeth are going to fall out, whatever processes mm -hmm are going, the kid doesn't have to try and do anything. That's just going to happen. Um, and mm -hmm. the consciousness is observing this growth and this natural pattern. And when I read really high-level spiritual stuff and, you know, get into the deep law of attraction stuff um, of real masters, you know, they'll consistently say that it's about getting in harmony with this divine principle, fully immersing in that principle wholeheartedly. And, you know, it's simple but freaking hard to do because we have all of this mental limitation, you know, basically these weights holding us down from achieving and just getting into flow um, from however we want. You know, one example I'll give is when I was at Burning Man, and I've, I've given this before, but uh, I was watching a wedding there, and this the best man was the brother of the guy getting married. And so he said, uh, you know, my brother's an amazing guy. And the guy was an amazing guy, very successful business guy, balanced, young. Uh, you know, I had never met him. I got a huge hug. You, could you can just tell when people are, 
you know, really balanced and he's kicking butt, you know, he's really well-rounded. You could just see that. And I learned a little bit more about him. Um, so the kid is saying that, you know, my brother's always impressed me. I've always looked up to him. Um, but he did something three years ago that really surprised me. Uh, he was really stressed out at, about work and he just looks at me, he's in the kitchen and he says, um, you know what? I'm not going to be stressed out anymore. I'm never going to be stressed again. And he said, from that day, three years ago, I have never seen him stress out about anything since. He just dropped it. And so when I look at these teachings that say, just get in alignment or just be it or just vibrate wealth, you know, um, or whatever challenge that you're having, um, uh, you know, even self-love or self-worth or whatever natural flow you want to get into, it is the mind and it is possible to just connect with that. Um, mm -hmm. but way easier said than done. Um, do you want to speak on maybe mm -hmm. what you would recommend as, as either philosophy around that to kind of, you know, go a little bit deeper or just some processes for getting into it? Because I know that you have done a lot of really interesting stuff. You, you know, you're training with the best in the world and, and breath and, you know, you're getting naked just by yourself to explore, to see mm -hmm. what that's like, you're, you know, and there's a massive difference between experience and reading about it. And that's where I, you know, honor and respect you because you're doing it. You know, you had this thing and then you go do it. And that's the same philosophy with me is mm. I go do it. I want to go in it. I want to be near the person saying the thing Then I'm going to go do the thing that they're saying to see what mm. result that I get. And then I know, right. I don't need anyone mm. else to tell me. I know, but people love to tell you what they know from their computers or Google and not researching. But what is it that you totally. want to know? Get out there and get it. And then you're exploring yourself and the world. Totally, man. Yeah. I think that I'll, I'll go into a little bit of uh, detail there. Um, but I'll start with this kind of like this map, which is a, a spiraling loop. And it's I, I mentioned it before, but I'll just go deeper into it. But um, it's curiosity leads to the possibility of new awareness. New awareness leads to the possibility of new action, new habit. A new habit leads to a possibility of new insight and growth and change or transformation in your life. Creating a feedback loop where you honor and become aware of this new change, this new growth, this transformation in your life, whether it's through journaling, self-reflection, contemplation, um, having a sort of relationship that acts as a mirror to you so you can understand how you, where you are now relative to where you were. This feedback loop is so essential to gaining the, the, the power, the motivation, the inspiration to go back to the beginning of the loop and become ever more curious for the next level um, of new awareness, which is going to lead to the new action, to the new habit, to the, to the, and so forth and so on. So that's kind of a loop that I've just built into my life. And I'd say the most important factor in that was when I, I left college, um, I went and lived in Japan for two years. And um, I, I, this is when I dived into, into uh, Zen Buddhism as a philosophy and uh, the practice of, of Zen meditation as well. And this, is, this, this was my first taste of, of meditation. And, and I went pretty hard in to the point where I was doing like a couple of hours of, of meditation a day at one stage because 
the new awareness and the feedback loop, um, th this kind of thing was so strong. It was just like, I, was con I felt like I was on an upward spiral of like ever expanding self-awareness um, and just learning so much more about my, about my power and possibilities and the, and the ways that I could apply my mind when I developed very simple things like focus. Um, so <clears throat> that's sort of like the container in which, in, in which I see growth happening. Like, we got to be pragmatic about it. Like, we, we got, like reading the science of habits and, you know, it, new stuff like gamification, um, learning about things like feedback loops and trackability and accountability and um, concepts like this. You know, there's The Power of Habit is a great book. Um, like, read about gamification to, to, to learn new ways that we can, like, work with our psychology to enhance our continual upgrading. Um, so that's sort of like the, the container that I see growth in. We've got to take action, right? And we've got to work with our psychology to optimize our action taking because talking about it doesn't do shit. Um, now, then it comes down to, the, to, to, to like the path of like what action to take. Um, and this is, you know, this is, this is a beautiful exploration. Um, you know, I could be very philosophical and say, it kind of doesn't matter, just do anything. And I, and I feel like on one level, that's true. Like if you do anything with the spirit of mastery, you know, if you seek, if you set out to become like the best carrot chopper in the whole damn world or, or, or the best cello player in the whole world, then you're going to go on a spiritual journey into yourself. So in, on one sense, you could, you could apply, you could apply the, the mastery principle and just become a boss at like mowing your garden or clipping your bonsai tree or washing the dishes. Like yesterday, yesterday I like, I became aware of my, my, my rushing, the, the washing of the dishes. This is something I catch myself in frequently. And I was like, how would, how would the master, like how would the Zen master approach the washing of these dishes? And just that simple question slowed me down by about half speed to what I previously was. And all of a sudden I was, I went from like rush mode, like gotta do shit, gotta do shit, to just like, <sighs> I began looking at the thing that I was washing and becoming so much more aware of it and like paying attention to like the temperature of the water and, and, and the technique, like what is optimal efficiency in the cleaning of this plate, you know? And this is a very Zen principle, like Thich Nhat Hanh, the, the Vietnamese Zen, Zen monk, I think he's a Nobel laureate, talks about the, the, the practice of like, washing dishes as, as like being like one of the most profound spiritual practices one, one can do. Um, but in terms of like where my exploration has taken me, I guess that speaks to mindfulness. Mindfulness was one of the first things that I, that I came across and I thought, right, I'm going to this. I, I was in the corporate world, like up until 2009, 2008, I was working in a skyscraper wearing a suit, um, like having a mini Wolf of Wall Street lifestyle where I was just jamming cocaine up my nostrils and, and just like 14 kilograms, which is like 30 pounds overweight, um, and just pretending to be this like hotshot finance professional who had the world at his feet. But really, I was like, I uh, couldn't sleep at night because I had so much inner shame at this like uh, inability to actually live my dreams and transcend the fears and insecurities that I had. So when I busted out of that, um, I, I went deep, deep, deep into a two-year journey around the world. And I was just like a dry sponge that was just like thrown into like water. It was just like, 
just like soaking it all up. And so I was reading like, and every, like a lot of the mind stuff really appealed to me, like NLP and, and mindfulness and neuroscience and neuroplasticity. Um, so I, I soaked up some of this stuff. Um, I trained with a neuroplasticity dude called Dr. Rick Hansen and learned a lot about mindfulness and how to rewire the brain and create new neural pathways by through our habits and our actions and our, and our thought patterns. Um, I became trained in mindfulness um, and became, began meditating deeply. But really, I'll tell you what the, the biggest transformation in those first two years, man. I, I moved from living in a skyscraper, working in a skyscraper, um, like pretending to be this LinkedIn profile caricature to moving to Bali, like living in a 10 buck a night hut, surfing for six hours a day, nourishing my body with beautiful food, meditating for a couple of hours a day, embodying myself through yoga practice and Qigong every single day and reading only about spiritually nourishing stuff. So I, I was just reading purely about Buddhism and, and Eastern philosophy for almost like two years. Um, so that created a dramatic transformation you know, the just just the coming, just the just the like on, on one level, like loving myself, respecting myself so much that I would take myself out of that world, which was leading me down a spiral of of misery, and to to have the self respect to to honor myself so much that I'm like, nah, I'm gonna build my life around stuff that makes me feel alive and happy like a child, and that's surfing, that's flow, and I began to like like reframe. Yeah, this is a, this is a very interesting point. I began to like completely change the the inputs or the like the, the scaffolding of how I design my life. So before it was security, like choice, money, safety, um, those kinds of typical cultural like stuff that keeps people working in the nine to five, right? And I, and I completely, I, I pushed that to one side because I had had the experience of achieving all of that and I felt miserable and I felt increasingly afraid. So I actually caught the cultural carrot. I actually caught the thing. Like I was, I, I, was, I earned like a, a million bucks a year or more than a million bucks a year for, for a couple of years. And like I was, I was like a 25, 26 year old kid with all this money, um, but becoming increasingly depressed stressed out, anxious, physically unhealthy. I was like, holy shit. If, if, I've, if all of this stuff does not equate to feelings of fulfillment and harmony and growth, then I gotta tear that up. It's just, it's all a lie. And so I was able to tear that up and recreate from scratch. It was almost like I went through a deep process of deconditioning myself, of uneducating myself, like cleaning all the crap out and being like, what is natural? And I healed myself in Mother Ocean, man. I like I healed myself. I, I I discovered the growing and the flowing, and and I discovered like the being, not the doing. Um, and I discovered that I belong to this earth, and I discovered that I am of nature. And and all of these all of these things happen through surfing, through living in a spiritual place, through immersing in meditation practice, and by just like letting go of the struggle, letting go of the need to perpetuate and keep alive this fucking identity. Just let it go. And then what happened was new roots started going into the earth. A new sense of power started to emerge. A new type of presence 
started to just emanate from me. And this is this was just like the foundation for just getting like just powering myself up even more until you get just to fast forward to where we are now. Um, I, I use as my primary tools of consciousness exploration. Um, I put myself in all sorts of experiences that will confront my, 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 my comfort zone, like challenge my comfort zone. So whether that's like surfing bigger waves or free diving, um, or whether that's like spending time in isolation in nature, or whether that's working with plant medicine teachers, or whether that's like looking for the most um, potent psychic, psychedelic exploration experiences, or whether that's looking for uh, non-psychedelic intense experiences like tantra retreats or uh, what, finding masters who have deep knowledge and things. I just orient design my life to, to put myself in situations where I know there's going to be accelerated growth of an, an expansion of self-awareness. Um, so we can pick up any of these threads and go deeper into any of them, man. But I, but that's kind of like gives you an idea of how like the macro of the philosophy of the life design um, kind of like sets the container within which there is the micro of like flow and fluidity. So there's a, there's a yang and a yin going on here. The yang is like the, the the broad pillars of a life design, almost like the structure of a house. And the yin is like the fluidity and the playing and the exploration and the childlike wonder um, that I can have within this like scaffolding of uh, that I described before. Man, that was beautiful, bro. Really interesting. I did not know about your previous life in the corporate world. It reminded me of the Alan Watts talk again, where he talks about, you know, you go through uh, primary school, middle school, then high school, and then, you know, then it's in college and they keep, you know, giving you the carrot and then you get the job and then it's the promotion, the promotion and at the end and you finally get the carrot and you realize it was all a sham, you know, they, that you never really had to think about what was going on. And you touched on a lot of really important important points there. Um, with my work in the Law of Attraction, I was mentored by Michael Lozier, who's epic. He wrote the book, The Law of Attraction, um, and really powerful stuff for applying the Law of Attraction to what you want in your life. And I always applied it towards like, you know, I want to snowboard full time. You know, I want to be around this certain people. I, you know, I want to explore the planet freely, things like that. Um, and I noticed when I started to teach it, you know, very often people would be like, I want this goal or this in business. And I already know that once they get it, that's a carrot that they, they didn't really, they thought that they want it, but they didn't, they didn't know that that wasn't a fulfilling carrot. You know, they didn't know it was empty. Mm -hmm. Um, and so they have to go through this whole process to get the carrot to realize it's empty when you don't have to. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. so what I think that's really important there was, was in that environment, you made the decision that you weren't being fulfilled and you first stepped away and then you started to redefine your values. You looked at how can I design my life and people I think are not thinking about how do I design my life? What is actually most important to me? What do I value most? What am I most passionate about? How do I want to live as a human being? How do I want to express mm. myself completely? Mm. How do I want to explore myself, explore my relationships, mm. explore the planet? What do I want to do really authentically? And we can often get trapped in 
the shiny lights of ego, the shiny lights of the money and the cars and the things that are supposed to make us happy. But those are illusions, you know, on the way home to real fulfillment. And the one last thing I wanted to touch on was was the importance of giving yourself time and transition. You didn't just leave your job and then after the weekend find your new fulfilled state and you're like, oh, hey, I'm, I'm all healed now. I know exactly who I am and what I want to do and everything is hunky-dory. It's like, no, this is two mm. years of probably your mind going in, in many different directions, process of self-healing a lot of just sitting and being and just going into yourself, going into your own process and giving yourself enough space. You know, we, we work and we're conditioned to think that we, we live a life that's 40 hours a week and you get two weeks a year off. And then a lot of the time, those two weeks are spent on an all inclusive vacation where you can drink yourself into enough coma, you know, realizing that you got to go back into this, you know, nightmare that you actually mm -hmm. don't want if you were going to look at it directly. Now, the point is saying that it's really important to give yourself actual time to transition, then to focus on what are your values? What kind of life do you want to design for yourself? The challenge that I want to pose to you is somebody that is in the corporate world. You work with a lot of mm. business guys, a lot of high-level business guys, and I have beautiful, amazing friends with families, and a lot of people out there are like, yeah, man, I got a kid, I got this, I got that. How do we give them some recommendations? Because they got to put food on the table, and the kid probably wants mm. to play some hockey if he's in Canada or football in the States or whatever weird sports you got going out in Australia. I think like uh, Rosie <laughs> <laughs> Rose football. Yeah, yeah right? right. You got to get the cleats. So, you know, do you have um, <laughs> some some recommendations for helping to uncover the process? Because it doesn't need to be an all in where you pull, shoot and go to Bali and do the Jiro no. thing where he's being a monk. That That's a way. And if no. you have that possibility, it can be yeah. a really fun way. Um, but what about yeah. like a middle yeah. way, a Zen middle way for people mm. that are in it and, yeah. you know, you know, these business guys are locked in the world and nobody around them's conscious, right? And they're gonna start to go in and, and figure this out for themselves. Yeah, this is a really interesting question. I got a couple of uh, points to make on this. Um, first of all, there's nothing inherently wrong with the corporate world. Like, I mean, you know, there is on one level if we were to go there, but I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, let, let me rephrase that. Let me rephrase that. There's, I just contradicted myself. Yeah, I got I mean, there's, yeah. there's nothing wrong with like the having a having a job where you commute to the city and you're on a salary and you're getting and you're getting paid your money and you're you're getting paid to do a job. Like, there's nothing inherently wrong with that if you if you're not harming somebody, like or, or if you're not aware of that yet that you're harming somebody or something, right? Um, there can be great honor in that. Like li living in Japan, I was able to see the honor in which like the guys like putting gas in your car, the, the taxi drivers, like the people just serving sushi had such honor, um, such self-respect and pride in what they were doing. And it was a beautiful thing to observe and to feel, you know? So I, I wish what I wish to do is to um, collapse this polarity between like um, 
the the the, the freedom the freedom seeker who forsakes um, these this cultural kind of like nine to five thing because it's bad and this guy who's actually like putting food on the table and he's 20 years deep into a career and he's and he's like you know got he owes 500 grand on a house and he's putting his kids through private school because he feels like that's the best way to educate his kids it's like let's collapse that polarity like it's it's all good it's all awesome whatever feels uh whatever feels right for your life path like i honor that i honor that okay the situation for me was that i was lying awake at night feeling with great clarity that i was living in fraudulence that i was selling out on something that i felt strongly about that i was like had turned my back on a dream specifically because of the fear of not having or being enough right that's what kept me imprisoned in there fear okay now if you're if if you're working in in the corporate world because of love because of love of your children because of love of your partner who you're who you're providing for which enables her to give greater care to her family whatever right like if you do if you do anything and you can trace love as like the the motivation for that then beautiful keep on doing it but if like the the primary motivation for what you're doing is 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 fear or insecurity of what lies on the other side then there's there's an invitation there to explore that right um now in terms of the middle path there's 100% there's a middle path and i've already given the indications of 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 one there in terms of like how to like reorient your uh like this japanese kind of like aesthetic of of the the master of sharpening a knife or you know the master of painting fences you know there's something in that if you read the book flow by mihaly csikszentmihalyi who's kind of like the the godfather of modern day flow science research and if you and if you are a flow seeker if you are interested in flow states then you absolutely have to read that book it's kind of like it's kind of like a rite of passage um now in that book is a beautiful story of a guy who i think he's plucking chickens on a factory line and you know everyone around him is kind of like miserable about plucking chickens on a factory line but this guy is just like the most awesome like god at plucking chickens on a factory line and he's constantly innovating the way to pluck chickens so you can pluck more chickens and he's finding like ways of streamlining it and ways of like optimizing his mindset to become so good at this thing and like there's a lot in that bro like there's a lot in that uh that aesthetic of mastery that can be applied to anything that we do you know and um so that's so that's step 1 how can you find mastery in whatever it is that you're doing um another another thing is gratitude you know like it's and th- this is where i this is where i've i'm doing some work around the 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 reimagining the remembering of my corporate past because it's 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 actually a lower state of consciousness that i'm coming from when i set when i talk about if if i if i make my corporate past if i sound like a victim in that corporate past if I, and i have done over the past few years i've been on numerous podcasts where i've been like corporate world evil zero fear pain repression now zero living in flow happiness and it's like it's creating this 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 false dichotomy and it's coming from an actual place 
where I am not recognizing the amazing learning that I had in that environment. My goodness, man, I, I, I guess this is where I'm at. This is like a new edge for me. But I learned so much being around hustlers, like sharks, like learning about persuasion and human psychology and, and like motivation and things like that. And work ethic. I learned so much about work ethic. I learned so much about like about the human experience by being in that kind of like extreme environment. And and I've, transmuting that to gratitude is a is a very powerful thing one can do. Um, other things to embark on this middle path include um, making the most of like you you mentioned before the the the, the importance of of like time and space um, on on this quest to become self-aware and higher performing absolutely like space let's just let's just let's just use the notion of space for now and i'm talking about like space in your life right if you're like a, a tree if, if you stick like a like a like a structure around a tree that tree will stop growing it won't grow it, it will like you're putting a limit on it okay like if we put too much structure on our own lives, we don't have headroom. If we if we don't if there's constantly a ceiling there, we're limiting our own growth. And what I'm talking about here is like using the design of our lives, whether it's the weekends, whether it's the free time on a Wednesday night, whether it's the two weeks holiday that we get. How are we using that that time and that space? Like, are you using it to? Are we using it to like? What's the difference between going on like a, a like a lads a, a guys trip to Cancun and just like you know just drinking and partying versus like pulling on a thread that you're interested in, which might be like mindfulness or it might be Qigong or it might be ayahuasca and plant medicines and actually saying, no, I'm going to use these two weeks to go to Peru and jump into this rabbit hole and explore something because I have a sense that it's going to lead to some sort of inner growth, right? That's building space into your life. That's going to change your life. Um, and a final point, about this middle path and speaking to the guy who's working in the job that's potentially unfulfilling to him um, is, you know, after you've done everything to maximize the fulfillment of this job through gratitude, mastery. Sometimes I've observed people in this position who are actually afraid of making the dramatic change or going down the spiritual rabbit hole because they're afraid that they'll change so much on an inner level, that their external life will change, and they'll no wonder they'll no longer want to do the job. They'll no longer like be able to do the job that that sustains their investment portfolio and their expensive lifestyle. And so there's a fear that they'll change so much that their current life will be rendered obsolete. Like it's kind of crazy in a way. You know, it's, it's, it sounds like insanity in a sense where, where, you know, the idea of the fear of the fear of changing in a way that's so beautiful that you're no longer constrained by the fears that currently constrain you. But yet, I would say that that keeps a significant proportion of people who are unfulfilled in the world from actually like jumping into the pool of self-expansion. And I guess what I'd say to, to people who are suffering or, or are feeling limited by that exact fear is that you are, you are, there's a flaw going on in your logic. Because if that fear is, is what limits you, what you haven't taken into consideration 
is that when you go through the fear itself, you now exist in a new reality. Like the universe is a different place because you have changed, you have grown. By going through the fear, you have changed your consciousness. You have become more conscious. And therefore, the outside world around you, which you are a part of, has changed. So to assess the, the, the risks and the, and the pitfalls and the dangers of, of a potential world in which you have gone through fears and limitations from the place where you are still existing in fears and limitations is flawed logic. Like you have to actually jump through the fear, go through it, and then on the other side, lo and behold, the, those, those fears are no longer there. The limitation is no longer there. You now have new clarity. You now have new conviction, new courage, because you've stepped into a whole new reality. So I don't know if that's middle path. That's probably kind of like <laughs> more extreme path, but yeah. Man, that was that was epic, brother. That was really, really beautiful. You know, I, I had to take notes most of that time because you're dropping a lot of wisdom there. And being in this space, you know, interviewing a lot of experts, I really love something that you've been touching on a lot lately, which is honoring the path honoring your past, just honoring everything. You know, if you have a job that you're in, do the best at it. Actually, Louis C.K., I think, has a really hilarious joke about going to get something from the store and the kid hates his job or whatever. And he's just like, you're getting paid to do this job. I know you hate it or something. Just make me the sandwich. But like, don't, you know, you, you got to work. Like, And it's kind of like a comical perspective of the same thing. Just imagine the person behind there, the kid or whoever, it's just like, I'm going to master making the sandwich. I'm going to master this chicken plucking, which I relate to because for only four hours in my life, I've had a lot of random jobs through my traveling on the planet. Mm. One of them, including uh, working at a chicken slaughterhouse four mm. hours when I got out and, and they would pay you extra money. This was when I was in Australia, they pay you extra money if you caught the chickens and I love animals way too much for that. So four hours. And I was like, I am out of here. But just imagine that one guy seeking mastery in this environment. And if you were to take that concept and just explore all of your life through that lens, mm. you know, how much you could shift your reality, taking mastery into washing the dishes, taking mastery into walking, taking mastery into whatever job you have, because it's all progressions. If you took mastery into being in the finance sector or being a business mm -hmm. guy or being in insurance or pumping gas, and as you sight or set your sights on moving forward, you're going to then take the mastery you, you took there onto the next stage, and you're going to learn mastery there. You're going to learn so much more than somebody who doesn't take that perspective. And ultimately, you're the one growing, and, and that's how you – will be conditioning yourself to live life. You're conditioning yourself to live life as a master. And I think that is really profound wisdom, brother. Appreciate and that. And there's one, there's one step further on that. Like, if you continue the thread that you've just been laying down, then I believe eventually it gets to a what we all want, which is a world of harmony and growth and higher consciousness. Because think about it. Think, think about if, like, let's just say if one billion people on Earth dedicated themselves to mastery. Like, 
and this and, and and we understand mastery as an inner pursuit you know that there's there's an external like result of mastery which is awesome because it means that we'll all be eating like the dopest food and riding around on the dopest equipment because it's going to be made by masters right that's one level but on another level these one billion people are all going on an inner quest which involves deep mindfulness and deep presence deep focus like and they're going to be building through this process of mastery so much self-respect and self-belief and love right there's a real heavy connection here between love and mastery. Like right? to become a master, you must love what you're doing. You must love yourself for doing what you love doing. So it's almost like the more masters that there are, mastery will be contagious. I envisage I envisage a world where everybody is 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 on a quest for mastery of something. Uh, I can't wait because we're going to get to eat everything that's just the product of a master. It's going to be so so awesome. <laughs> Man, brother, dude, you dropped so much epic wisdom on this on this show, man. I really appreciate you coming on. Um, there's there, I took a ton of notes, man, and I know it was incredibly valuable for a lot of people because for me, even the the deepening of understanding that I had on a few concepts and what I'm going to apply to my life instantly just from this conversation is super money, bro. I love you, man, and it's so so great to see you again and have you on. Um, what I wanted to ask before we wrap it up is is there anything that you wish that i had asked you or you want to talk about and if there is you can feel free to go on as long as you like i'm here for you um and then just make sure people know where they can find what you're up to and what you're working on sweet yeah i guess the the final point i'd love to 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 leave people with is is this is the honoring of our breath right like it's the simplicity of our, of our breathing the beauty of our breathing. And I'd like to offer a very pragmatic perspective on how breathing relates to growth uh, and consciousness, okay? So breathing, you know, I've just spent a week with a master breathing. This master has spent 43 years um, going deep into breathing. And for a lot of people in the world, it's like, breathing, I can breathe, I breathe, all the time. In fact, you probably breathe 20,000 times a day. Absolutely. Like, what's the big deal? I'm getting breath. But that's the exact point. Because breathing is autonomic or automatic, right? We become, we can become unconscious of it. And therefore, each breath that we take gives us a chance to increase our consciousness. Every single time we become conscious of our breath, every single time we yawn and become conscious of our yawn and turn it into a double yawn, every time we become conscious that we are going to take a deeper breath to state shift, every time we become aware of the, just the beautiful sensations of inhaling and exhaling, you are putting your consciousness into that transference of energy. You are aligning consciousness with body, with energy. You're creating this like beautiful moment. And you, are, you are becoming a more conscious human being. So if we breathe 20,000 times a day and if we bring consciousness to 1% of those breaths, then that means that we're taking 200 conscious breaths in a day. And if we take 200 conscious breaths in a day, then you are doing amazing work in terms of expanding your self-awareness. And that's what we haven't even gone into, like the amazing Jedi 
things that that breath can do and that's that's potentially time for another podcast but uh, breath is the gateway to extreme power in life so i just wanted to leave that nugget for you guys um in terms of like um where you can learn more about me and and, and what i do so uh, flowstate.co flowstate.co um, is where the podcasts that i do are dropped and and the new programs and things like that um, flowtribe.co flowtribe.co is a community of uh, people committed to the expansion of self-awareness and taking action to achieve that so it's very much a group of action takers where we put in feedback loops and we build habits and we use accountability structures and gamification principles to actually make sure that people start walking the talk um, so that's flowtribe.co and uh, yeah that's where you'll find the bulk of my work um, yeah that's it also if you if you're a, if you're an entrepreneur um, who's like running a company of at least 10 people um, and you're kind of like the, the CEO or, or something like that the C co-founder then I work with a handful of, of people at, uh, on a very intense level um, and, and that's you know super fulfilling to me um yeah man so that's that's my stuff thank you for allowing me to share it amazing brother amazing and one thing i wanted to add on when you're talking about breath i i 100 second that you know i've been martial arts breath work goes hand in hand so i've been exploring sure that is. pretty much my my whole life and i really love how these new experts are coming out and showing you different ways of just exploring that connection to breath and when we spoke at the beginning of the podcast of connecting with connecting with natural law or universal law, when you bring your consciousness into what is autonomic, then automatically you are coming into uh, cohesion or coherence with natural law. You're coming in coherence with nature through your own consciousness, and the body just does it itself. There's nothing that you – there's no trying. The mat mind doesn't say go try. Just focus on your breath, and then naturally it does that. And and the unfolding and unpickling of your mind – never said unpickling before, but uh, I don't know if that word – the unpickling of your mind. It was a cucumber before. Um, <laughs> um, Dude, I love happen. that. You're, that's, that's so spot on. That's so spot on. It's like the, the it is. It's like it's like that that convergence or that harmonization between um, self and nature. That's that's what that's what breath allows us to to practice. You know, and, and all these kind of like you know this rewilding. Like that's another concept I'd love to talk about. Um, but we don't have time on this show, but like anything that puts you in greater awareness and harmony with nature, like just take your shoes off and climb a tree, um, spend a night under the stars. All of these things are having a, a profound effect on, on a cellular level um, in terms of bringing you into, bringing your body-mind system into a state of harmony with nature itself or natural law of the universe. 100% brother 100% well yes I definitely have to get you back on the podcast I'm going to take some notes that we start with rewilding and exploring breath and you know just like this time I'm sure it'll go an hour and a half or I don't even know how long we are um, into uh, some really epic juicy and fulfilling helpful information brother so thank you for yeah. who you are man I recognize you as a master and on the path to continued mastery so it's beautiful to talk to a brother out there who's walking that walking the path and uh, just grateful for See you coming brother. on and, and being who you are thank you Thanks, man brother
Catch you guys in the next one. Peace. All right, that wraps up part two with my friend, the man, Jiro Taylor. I hope that you enjoyed that episode. If you liked it, review in iTunes would be fantastic. Sharing this on Facebook or any kind of social media would be also great. Uh, 2018 is turning out to be an exciting year, it seems. Um, I'm planning it, so that's always exciting, and it can be an exciting year for you. There's lots going on on the planet um, in the inner circles of weirdness that I'm in and 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 as deep as I can go it seems like a lot of planetary shift is coming and it's really internal um, so all you need to do is just find your balance find your center find your purpose find your joy more joy think about you know moving into 2018 with just really paying attention to how you feel because it doesn't matter what your environment is you control your feeling and your internal state so if you're in a challenging environment it's a master's master place for you to uh, master training ground for you to tune that skill and then just decide what it is that you want instead and for those of you who want some support going into 2018 I'm going to be doing some coaching and only a few people because my bandwidth is uh, because it's just full-on I can't take too, too many people but if you're really looking to make leaps and change in 2018 uh, you know, we can do some stuff here. It's very simple. You're going to do the work. However, it's pretty spot on. No baloney. We're going through things that you might not have dealt with before. Uh, I get interesting results from my clients around uh, just 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 different things that happen. And, and it's always when they're willing to do the work. And that's it. You got to be willing to make that shift and upgrade and, and happy to support. So if that's you, just send an, out a, a message to Matt at ZenAthlete.com happy to just touch base and even if i support you with some documentaries or something like that you know i'm happy to support um what else yeah if you want to sign up for the email list i'll keep you up to date on all the good stuff coming down the pipe and that's over at the website and if you go forward slash lucid dreaming you can learn how to lucid dream quickly and easily with an ebook and a guided meditation it's not hard it's simple most of this stuff is you just have to do the process and so you can enjoy that and and uh, if you want to support the podcast, you can go to mattbelair.com forward slash store. I'm going to put a Patreon there eventually, I think. Uh, maybe soon. I don't know. Just so I can figure out how to do this more because it's been a full-time job for a long time. And, uh, you know, the true story is I took out a, a loan a while ago and uh, <laughs> I chewed through that over the year. And I'm super grateful that it allowed me to get all that energy out to do what I loved most. And uh, so now I just have to think about um, how to continue to do the podcast and also um, cr create income from it in a way that's that's full of integrity. So, you know, I'll put this out there and, and I would love to hear anyone's feedback who actually listens to this ranting. Um, but my my reason for doing the store was um, they're just affiliates and sponsors. Sometimes I get reached out by sponsors, but they're not quite aligned. Uh, they're great, you know, but they're, they're not 100% aligned. And I just want stuff that's 100% aligned that um, you know, provides benefit and, and, uh, I can find a uh, value. And so vocabulary is up there. You get a hundred dollar discount. I, I vouch for that course. Resonance science foundation is absolutely baller. So they're up there. Um, Dr. Nick's essential oils. He's the man, uh, sync tuition is, is powerful. I use that. So, um, I figure that as I go out there and people expose me to these brands and these different things, um, the things that I kind of vet and vouch for, you guys can just have an opportunity to look at. And, and even if it's, uh, you know, a small affiliate thing and, and, uh, you know, I get that, then I think over time as the, uh, 
as the views go up and the audience grows, I should be able to uh, live from that pretty easily. And it's all really good stuff. So that's kind of like my idea um, rather than just one sponsor, because, you know, if I just do sync tuition, then you don't learn about procabulary, which is amazing. This is a fantastic course. And uh, there's some other really cool stuff coming down the pipe too. So that's my idea. If you guys have any thoughts, let me know. And uh, I'm going to figure it out because that's what I'm putting my intention towards. You know, this is my highest service right now. It's the most aligned and I'm going to keep doing it. So I'm just ranting and just sharing that with you and just wanted to send you love and appreciation for listening to the podcasts. I I hope that they're beneficial. That's, That's my intention. Um, to bring these powerful people and lessons so we can all grow in harmony on the planet. And for me, you know, spreading a little bit more love and kindness and peace is the most important thing. And we're all struggling to just, yeah, well, well, that's like a presumption, but many are struggling just to survive. And, you know, what we need to do is switch our perspective to realizing that we are, we have everything that we need now. You know, it's pers- perspective. We can be full of joy and having enough and aligned with source. And that's my hope is to align myself into that vibration, learn how, um, learn everything that it isn't, learn as much as I can and share that with you. So that's it. And, uh, you know, again, just sending you love and support. So before I close part two with Jiro, I just uh, invite you to um, do a little tiny meditation with me. And the more we come into coherence, the more we're training our brain to and our body to be in a coherent state throughout the day and to recognize when we're not in a coherent state and that's really powerful and really freeing so um all you need to do every time is just close your eyes wherever you are in public's even better show people that you don't give a shit and you will come into coherence when you want to you are your own master so if you're at a coffee shop just close your eyes at the gym wherever set the intention first to center yourself controlling your consciousness i choose to feel centered and at peace in this moment. Now taking a deep breath in through the nose, filling yourself with prana, life force, energy, with all that is, filling every cell and every muscle and every fiber of your being, holding the breath and just letting it out slowly with all the cares and all the worries and all the stresses that you may be feeling that are not real because you are eternal being. It's just your mind telling you it's the most important thing. If all the terrible things that you imagined happened, you would still be fine. And you would learn and grow. Even if it's death or trauma or pain, you would you would grow from it. It's not bad. It's just life. And so now just another deep breath in through the nose. And now I want you to put your attention on your heart. And I want you to just send yourself love and gratitude. I want you to think about all the nice things that you've done for people all the life experiences you've had, all the things that you've done for other people. And just just send yourself a little love, a little forgiveness, a little peace, a little compassion for yourself. We can be so loving and kind to others and be so terrible to ourselves sometimes. So just send that love and peace to yourself. And I'm sending you that energy, just love and peace and balance and harmony, knowing that you're enough, you're worthy as you are right now perfect right now and just fill yourself up with that love and appreciation and just let it wash over and just if you're feeling resistance to it just just notice that resistance and just allow it in more knowing that you're worthy of love and if you see somebody family member friend stranger and they're worthy of love well you're worthy of that exact same love we all are so just remember to give it to yourself sometimes because it's like water you don't have 
water to give, you can't share it. And that's just like love. If you don't have the energy, if you don't love yourself, you can't offer that true, divine, pure love to other people. So it is the first and most fundamental thing to do is learn how to love yourself completely. And, and so to experience that resonance, another thing you can do is just look at a mirror every day and practice saying, I love you. It's a bit weird for some people, but you'll find how much resistance you have something that I do every now and then and I, I still have resistance and I and I look forward to the day that I don't so that's it uh, sending you tons of love my brother my sister my family member you are not alone at all people keep saying that it's not true you know it's not true your family out there you're proof of it you're the example there are more of us and more are waking up so be the example of love and compassion and peace and balance. That's all you have to do. So thanks so much for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode.